Hey, PYHT listeners. Today's episode is brought to you by Offices and Bosses. Yeah, we all know Hello from the Magic Tavern, the earwolf show about Arnie, a man who fell through a dimensional portal behind the Burger King. Well, in the magical world full of shape-shifting badgers and talking flowers that exists in Hello from the Magic Tavern, they don't have... Dungeons and Dragons, they play Offices and Bosses. Offices and Bosses is a limited series from the folks behind Hello from the Magic Tavern. It's back with a new batch of episodes, and you can hear it on Stitcher Premium. Stitcher Premium also offers a version of this podcast, Put Your Hands Together, and my other podcast, Query, ad-free. So you can check out Stitcher Premium by heading to stitcherpremium.com slash magic and using the promo code PYHT. That's stitcherpremium.com slash magic and the code PYHT. Hey, PYHT listeners, Cameron here. Just wanted to give you an early heads up that I will be in Nashville on April 18th at the Exit Inn and in Huntsville, Alabama, April 19th at Stand Up Live. Those are the only shows I have coming up that are not totally sold out. So if you're in Nashville or Huntsville, please get there. Support me. See you soon. Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB. Put your hands together. We should all be someone to put your hands together. My co-host, Rhea Butcher, is not here right now because Rhea... (laughs) No, number one, it's actually totally okay if you're upset about that, but I guarantee you I am more upset about it. (laughs) Rhea is on tour, uh, which is so rad. I was just on tour for a couple weeks and then Rhea flew out before I got back and then I'm going to leave before Rhea returns and we're going to see each other for five full Weeks, which is like, what is our hair even going to look like after five weeks? Will it continue to look almost identical? Or will finally one of us break away from this hairstyle, which we've been sharing for about four months? Well, um, I miss Rhea. Yeah, it's totally terrible. Saddest. You know, I went to go pick up our dog to go back to the house and then like, the dog runs in the house to look for Rhea in every room. Have you ever seen a, have you seen a dog do that? Do you have dogs? Do you, have you seen a dog go like, yes. don't worry, I'll go get Rhea! And then just... Oh. 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 It's really sad. Um, I was in Chicago. That's where I was. For a couple weeks, I like rented out a theater. I did 14 shows in this little black box to try and work on this brand new hour of material that I'm doing. Fuck, it's really good. It's just a really good hour. I can't wait for you to all see it. It's going to make me a star. Some of you are like, wait a minute, you're a star now. And joke's on you, that should have been all of you that thought that. Correction. All of you should have thought that. <laughs> uh, Our producer Hannah said that 
she's never seen me host the show solo because she came in like after I used to, I started this show hosting solo. And then after a while I was like, I don't like it anymore. Um, I would like you to host with me, Ria. Um, but like Hannah, how am I doing so far? Do you see that I have natural charisma? I have a strong natural charisma. I can talk about it. I wrote down a few topics. What did I write down to talk about? Rhea Butcher. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed them, I mean. Um, and it was returned, you know what I mean? Anyway, um, oh, Chicago, I wrote down that. Um, I was talking with one of the comics about for literally every time before I get ready, does anybody accidentally put their Spotify on, not accidentally, put their Spotify on repeat, not necessarily realize it's on repeat, and then listen to the same song for about five to eight hours? <laughs> like, so lost in their own brain that you come to and you're like, wait a minute, but how, how long has this been on? I, when I was touring in a bus this last fall, bus, I didn't realize this before going on a bus tour, you know, you're, this is gonna shock you. Buses are super fucking loud when they drive and you sleep on this really loud bus. So I would sleep with music in and drug myself, even in more than one way. <laughs> Edibles plus Z-Quil. <laughs> and my body's still like, we're going off the road! So I would have to listen to a song and I found a song that like made me feel calm. My friend Amy Mann has this really great song called Patient Zero. Um, and so I, that was the song that was getting me through it and I would just put it on repeat listen all night and Spotify gives you like an annual report of songs you listen to. <laughs> like here's your big songs. Like it comes with like balloons or whatever and it was literally like here's your, here's your big songs. You listen to Patient Zero for 20,000 hours. <laughs> like, um, so you're welcome Amy. Congrats on that Grammy. Um, <laughs> and I've been listening to Laverne Cox's Beat, Beat for the Gods. Does anyone know this song? It's so good. It's such a good song. It's like a dance song. It's also about putting on makeup. Beat, 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 beat for the gods. That's how it goes. It's just mostly that. Um, it's about putting on makeup. But I don't put on makeup, but I still am moved by this song. So I do put it on for the entirety of the time I get ready. Like, I start it, get in the shower, and then I only pause it when I'm leaving. So I'm listening to it for about one full hour, because if you come to the show before, you know that I need 20 naked minutes after I get out of the shower. So that's part of this. Um, and I don't put on any makeup, so it's just me applying chapstick in a rhythmic form. <laughs> The gods, gods. Anyway, this makes me feel really good and sane. Yes. I was just in Chicago. Chicago was fucking cold, but like it's a good city, man. It was good to be there, see human beings. You know what they have? Fucking foot traffic. You can sit in a restaurant at the window. People will walk by you. This person is into it. Where are the rest of you? You lived in Los Angeles so long, you forgot about that? When Rhea and I first moved here, we rented, uh, like, well, first of all, <laughs> we rented somebody's, we rented somebody's apartment, and, you know, like, what, do you remember, like, your first, uh, experience with being in LA and being like, oh my god, people that work 
in television and film that you just know them. So we we re- we were subletting somebody's apartment. We went to go see the movie The Master, and um, Rhea had not met this person. I had flown out to Chicago, or to Los Angeles to meet them, sublet the apartment from them, and then Rhea had flown out afterwards. So we went to go see The Master, and I was like, "That's the person whose apartment we're renting." Like yeah. that, like on the screen. <laughs> But I don't know if you've seen the movie The Master. There's one scene where the camera then spins around and everybody's nude that was current that was previously dressed. So it's like that's the person whose apartment we're staying in, and then and then oh, and that's their whole body. That's their full body of the person whose bed we're sleeping in. That's their full body. <sighs> but we were also staying in their place, and um, it was on the top of a hill in Echo Park, and so, like, nobody ever fucking walked by. So, like, coming from living in Chicago, where, like, I lived right on a busy street, and I kind of liked that, now we were just alone on Earth. Like, the apocalypse could have happened. Zero change would have been felt (laughs) by us. One time, I was woke up in Chicago because I lived like like I said right on this busy street and I lived on the first floor and one time um, I woke up in Chicago because somebody was screaming uh, to try and get to try and like make a I think they were picking up drugs but I was not selling drugs they were just at the wrong window (laughs) and they were out there for like a long time so I finally had to like go over to the window, because I was like, I have to let them know, like, honestly, no judgment, but, like, move along. <laughs> so I went and pulled up my blinds, but I just forgot how low my apartment was, so I just went, like, and I was looking them directly in the face. <laughs> Straight in the face. Wasn't wearing a bra, propped my breasts on the sill, and just <laughs> said, no, I don't even have any of that here. I don't even have any of that here. Move along! That same apartment uh, was, I was robbed while I was living there. Somebody broke in and (laughs) they locked the door in a way that I never locked the door. Like, so when I showed up back home, um, like they unlocked the bottom lock but locked the top lock and that's like not, nobody has ever done that. That's, that's a, that's a bonkers way to leave it with like a rattling handle but you can't anyway um so I got home and I was like huh I must have locked the door like a weirdo like I didn't think about it for a second that I walked in and also that day that my apartment was robbed I my apartment was so messy that I didn't notice for 45 minutes (laughs) that's the real truth (laughs) and then I was really freaked out they took like they also, so they took, like, my laptop, which was, by the way, which belonged to the family I was nannying for. Like, my girlfriend, who was from a different country, had just left because her visa ran out. She took the laptop we were sharing. It was hers. Um, <laughs> fuck her. You know what I mean? <laughs> so then I had no laptop, so then my nanny family was like, here, take our laptop. Then that was stolen. Um, also, I, uh, like, an iPod like speaker set was stolen remember iPods um, and then also the electric guitar my parents got me when I was fucking 16 years old that I was totally about to learn how to play <laughs> if they had not stolen it I was about to play it I would have learned any moment I would have learned at any moment <laughs> 
Then I called the police because I had never been, I'd never had my like home robbed before. Um, so they came and I also had watched like a ton of procedurals. So I didn't clean anything up, <laughs> including like my own detritus. And they got there and they were like, oh my God, they like trashed the place. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I was in my early 20s. They trashed the place. I was like, N- no. They mostly just took three things. <laughs> this is all, this is how it was. And then they were like, well, why did you leave it like this? If you knew we were coming over. And I was like, cause I knew you were gonna dust the joint for Prince. And they were like, ma'am, you can't dust soft things. I just look, it's, it's literally just like piles of used underwear that I just had like left out because I was like pretty sure they were gonna be like. <laughs> that was humiliating. <laughs> what else? I loved living in Chicago when I lived there. Um, oh man, I wish I could think of other good. Oh, maybe this. That was like, I had another, so one day, does anybody, has anybody ever been to Chicago here? Clap yeah. if you have. It's such a great city. It's very gritty. And it's very like, there's just a lot of people around all the time and everything, and there's a lot of like interesting art shit. It's very fucking cool and hipster, also the Midwest. So it's like, there's just a lot going on. People are like really into sports and also really not into sports. Like it's the same <laughs> Like, the through line is alcohol. Um, if you smoke pot, you're, like, kind of a weirdo. But he's like, whoa, we, we drink alcohol to stay warm. What are you doing? You go back there as an Angelino, it's very much like people are like, wait, you do drugs, though? And you're like, no, not really. Oh, yeah, no, I do, yeah. I forgot what you call drugs. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, yes, yeah, no, totally, to sleep, yes. Um... On a bus, yes, 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 yes. Um, but anyway, one time I was walking, it was, it was a Sunday morning, and I saw, I was walking with my sister, we lived together at the time, and uh, we were walking home from like getting coffee or something, and we saw coming down the street, the middle of the street, this gentleman who um, what was, bound with, he had his arms bound behind his back with tape. And he also had tape across his mouth. And he had tape on his legs that had been broken. And he was like weaving and bobbing in the middle of the street. And do you want to know what makes this a much fucking weirder scene? He also had a pork pie hat (laughs) on his head. I still, to this day, like, I, for, for weeks, I scoured all of the local papers to figure out, like, what happened? That you have, like, you were kidnapped and you broke out, but then you had kept your hat on? Some sort of a jazz prank? What is this? We called the, 
the police because I didn't know what to do. Also, there's a, a really high population of Polish people in Chicago. It's the highest uh, number of po- Polish people outside of the city of Warsaw. Like even most other cities in Poland don't have this many Polish people. So we saw this woman approaching us. Like we're looking at this guy like, oh my God, we definitely need to help or protect other people. Like something has to happen. And this woman comes up to us and like, starts speaking Polish at us, and we are speaking English at her, and neither, none of us could understand each other, but we all like fully agreed on what needed to happen. <laughs> I don't know if you've had that conversation across languages where I was just like, and she was like, yeah, and I was like, and she was like, uh-huh, and then we were <laughs> I, um, Yeah, I don't know. We saw that, the police came, and then they like, came on all different sides of him. And he, I was really calling the police because I thought maybe he needed help. I don't know what you do if you see a guy. What would you do? Does anyone have a better plan? This hasn't happened since, shockingly. I'm also a tiny woman, so like I think maybe part of it is you go over, you take the tape off of his mouth, but... If he's got the hat on, maybe he's involved in this situation. Yeah, police actually tackled him and then put him in a cop car, and it was never written up anywhere. I never saw one single thing about, like, man arrested, arms bound behind his back, and a hat. I don't know. Okay, I guess I have to start the show very soon. Friends, you've been great. Um, are you ready for a great show? Do you have any, does anybody, <laughs> I'll come back and revisit and you can tell me your plans for what to do in the future. Um, if and when I'm presented with the same situation. Cause like we know you can't always depend on the police. So maybe you're supposed to like be the person that intervenes. And do you take the hat off first? Do you take the, do you take the, take the tape off the mouth? Do you hand him a saxophone? See if that helps. <laughs> His hands are behind his back, so catch 22, you can't. You think it's the hat? You take the hat off first? Why? You're fucked up. You want me to take the hat off? This is the scenario you imagine? Hello, the police? You're a fucked up person. Also, I know that that was bad using a telephone improv. I don't care. I'll disgrace the UCB stage like this. A telephone, ooh. You're supposed to do this. Hello? Or actually, you can do this. Hello? That's when you're at the airport and you're fucking up everybody's day. Put some fucking earbuds in! Put earbuds in! Anyway. It is funny, I agree. Whoever said that, yes. Thank you, yeah. I agree, yes, it's very funny. All right, are we good? Are we ready for more show? Just a scalding set up top by Esposito. Not rambling, very tight, high energy. The kind of shit we love from her. I really should stop stalling. Do you know what? This is, I can say this because this is this person's house where they live here. Do you know what's the coolest thing I've ever seen anybody do? 
thank you for thank you for your response. I really appreciate you. The rest of you fucked up. You know what's the coolest thing I've ever seen anybody do? Thank you so much. Wow. Fucking finally. You're finally at the place. Look at you being a leader, giving, getting them all on track. Let's hear for that person. Yeah. I was in the same college improv group as the Amy Poehler, but 10 years after Amy Poehler. That's just a true thing. When, when I was in the group, Amy was on SNL, and so we all thought she was the coolest fucking thing in the world, which we were right about. And we also all thought like that definitely this college improv group was like for sure how she got that job. We're like, no, you're just like a banana for four years, and then you just get like straight up hired. That's how it fucking happens. So she came back to the university to get like an award um, and then perform with the improv group. Uh, and it was like the arts leader of tomorrow or whatever it was, you know? And um, she was on stage receiving this award, which was a plaque. And then somebody's phone rang in the audience. This is like a different time. This is a different era when people still had ringing phones. Um, that's kind of a funny joke about how we all silence our cell phones now. I, you didn't get it. That's okay. Um, <laughs> someone's phone went off. And Amy just, without missing a beat, just went like, hello? And answered the plaque that she'd been given. Literally the coolest thing I've ever seen anybody do. Just in front of a bunch of priests, you know? Just serving realness in front of a bunch of priests. Just like, always on, just ready. Hello? So good, okay. Um, wow, this, this first comic, now that you're at a fever boil, On your, uh, uh, no, I was gonna say it comes on your face, but that's the wrong. That's the wrong sentence construction. A fever boil is what you're. Is what it, Okay. Um. <laughs> Hannah, how am I doing, Hannah? How am I doing, Hannah? This first comic. This is someone I've known for a long time, uh, since they started in Chicago. Great, great performer. You're gonna love them. Let's hear it right now for Megan Gailey. Give it up for Megan. When she started saying this is the coolest thing I've ever seen, then I thought she was just gonna introduce me and it was gonna be me doing stand-up. Uh, <laughs> but then it was a story about someone richer and more successful than me. Um, I used to live in Chicago as well. I was 30 pounds heavier. That's what you have to do when you live there. Uh, everyone's like, how'd you lose the weight? I'm like, oh, I just moved. Uh, fell right off. I worked at a bar, and my boss shot a rat with a gun, which is like, to Chicago. Um, in my... Okay, so... About a year and a half ago, I was at a high-end baby boutique in Sherman Oaks. You don't need to know why. Uh, and I was very hungover, and I tooted. And it was a bad toot because it was a hangover toot. And, and then I realized that there were people standing directly behind me. And it was Channing Tatum and his now no longer wife. And so when I saw the news yesterday, I was like, oh my God, what have I done? And then I was like, no, that was too long ago. A fart can't break up a marriage. So now I think maybe my fart kept them together. Uh, 
that it was so bad that they were like, this is our 9-11. Um, <laughs> even though they were, they had an own, there was a second 9-11, um, but now no longer. So, wow, it hit me. Um, Jenna, I forgot her name. Isn't that tough? Because you want to be like, I know her, but you're like, I don't. <laughs> Jenna, I, you know, you were in step up. Um, <sighs> I've been getting really high and watching American Idol. It's really beautiful. Uh, it's so, I mean, the tough thing is I'm rooting for so many people that voted for Trump. Uh, but they're just great singers. Like... <laughs> Wow, they own goat farms. Yeah, that's the problem with like, you know, being progressive but having terrible taste. I watch awful TV. Like, I love HGTV and it's so fucking Christian. Like, every couple is just like, we got married at 14 and now we flip churches. And you're like, ugh. <laughs> what? Why isn't there ever a house hunters where they're like looking for a dark room for Coke? Like, I just. <laughs> why? There's not like an open floor plan for like maybe we'll have a swingers party? That's the HGTV. I want, I just realized I have a scrunchie on, like I'm doing stand-up at a slumber party. Um, oh boy, it's a weird time. It's a weird time for men. Are you guys scared? Boo, you should be. Uh, we hate you! I do think it's strange that whenever a man does something shitty, everyone's like, he has a little dick. It's like, I don't think that's fair. Cause like, some of the best cunnilingus I've ever gotten was from Little Dick. So, I don't think that's, that's a skill. That, I mean, that's a man who was like, hey, this isn't gonna do it. I need to learn how to eat a pussy and didn't pick up a gun. Like he should be, that's amazing. That's to be like, you know what? My dick isn't big enough. I gotta find a clit. That's great. Let's teach them that. I don't, I don't think we can use blanket statements of like, all oh, men are bad. There's obviously good ones. You guys are here, what I'm sure. Um, I do think that if you're a man that puts your own name on a jersey, you're bad. Uh, that's, yeah, absolutely. Like, if you have a Lakers jersey with your last name on it, you fingered someone while they were asleep, for sure, definitely. You, what are you doing? You're 5'2". We don't think you're on the team. <laughs> It is, we're being asked to do too much. If I would have been going to the Golden Globes, wink, next year, not again. Uh, I would have been so, like, we have to wear black? Fuck you. I want to wear cobalt blue and make my eyes pop. That's not fair. Why are we having to do everything? I'm a living, breathing woman. I've obviously had bad, terrible things done to me. But any man that's ever done anything, like, violent or illegal to me is now so unsuccessful. <laughs> So it just like doesn't even feel worth it, you know? Like, I don't want to out them. Their life's already sad enough. Like, I don't want to times up someone's Elantra. That's awful. <laughs> Those are just some thoughts I've been having. Oh my God, once in Chicago, well, once Cameron and I had to drive to Wisconsin to do a show at a pizza parlor, and then someone gave me ecstasy, but I didn't know it was an ecstasy because it was a butterfly, so I just thought it was like a fun vitamin. Uh, 
Oh, but there was another blizzard. There's a lot of blizzards when you're there. Like DQ blizzards too, but also snow blizzards. And so there was this, there was this blizzard and um, you weren't supposed to be driving. And I, we, my friend and I were drunk on the street walking, good girls, um, but like definitely falling a lot because there was snow and drunk. And, and then this car pulled up and they were like, get in. And we, we did, which <laughs> I got into so many cars of people I didn't know, like pre-Uber. Just like, okay, sure. Uh, so we got in, and there were these two men driving in the front seat, and they were handing Jim Beam back and forth to each other, like a handle, and just chugging it. And we were like, whoa, cool. And then, and then the one guy goes, don't worry, he's a cop. And we were like, wow. And then, and then the cop goes, and he's a judge. And that's the cold open to a Chicago TV show. Um, I went to the Super Bowl this year. Um, it was my second Super Bowl. So I'm better than the Tennessee Titans. And wow, that was like honestly just for me. Uh, I'm happy when people get that. Cool. At UCB? Wow. Whoa. <laughs> Times are a-changing. Um, yeah, the Super Bowl is fun because it's the only place on earth where men have to wait in line for the bathroom. And they have no fucking idea what to do. Like, this is how I know that we're the superior gender because these motherfuckers are losing. They're just like, like checking doors that are clearly just to a concession stands. Like, they're like, they're behaving like the poor people on the Titanic and it's incredible. Just like scraping at wall. Like, ah, I heard a man yell, there's gotta be a better way. It's like, there's not. It's a line, Rick. You wait in it. And then when you get to the front, you pull your dick out and you pee and then you go back and sit with the hooker that's here with you. But I love when you go into women's bathrooms and they have signs on the wall that say, please don't flush any tampons down the toilet. And you're like, oh, well, we are. (laughs) (laughs) What's up? (laughs) That's like exactly what we're doing. There's like a trash can. You're like, okay, (laughs) sure. Let me just waddle. Absolutely not. I make 77 cents on the dollar. Fuck your trash can. I'm not waddling anywhere. Like Hillary lost. She lost. I'll flush a fucking shoe down the toilet if I want to. I'm going to be postmenopausal just dipping tampons in pudding, fast pitch softballing them like, you still want her emails? And then my friend was like, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't flush tampons down the toilet because it creates this environmental crisis. They clump together in the sewer system and then a man has to go down and break it apart. I'm like, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) What? (laughs) No Google image search has made me come faster than a man in a hazmat suit having to chisel apart a Robert E. Lee statue of used tampons. God bless America, that's beautiful. Okay, enjoy the rest of the show. Give it up for Megan Gailey. Megan Gailey. She did such a good job, right? Yes. How are you doing? How's your day today? Yeah, what did you do? School? What do you What are you in school for? Uh, theater and media production at Cool. Yes, that sounds like a beautiful place to go to school based on driving through the campus. Um, cool. 
How much longer do you have? A month. Oh. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, it's April. Okay, sure, that makes sense. I'm like, in December, please? <laughs> this fucking idiot. Um, a month? Yeah. How's, how do you feel? Terrified. Yeah. I think you're right to feel that way. <laughs> That's good. That'll keep you motivated. <sighs> I believe in you. You're going to be fine. I just saw the breath you took. <gasps> you're going to be okay. You're going to be all right. Yeah. Yes. Oh, good. That was good. You, and then you increase the... You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. I felt like you were really taking my direction on that. So, yeah, that's perfect. Are you going to stay in Los Angeles? I am. Woo! <laughs> Who the fuck are you? What are your goals? I don't understand. I don't understand what you're bringing to this show. <laughs> you know what? That's actually so... First of all, round of applause for this person. Round of applause for this person. You're going to be great. I believe in you. I definitely also want to talk to this person, but in a minute. Because first, I... Yes, you're going to be great. You're going to be so great. It's yes, you got it. This is just making me think of something that happened to me. I don't think I've talked about it at this show yet. I ha I this happened two weeks ago. I've never had this happen before, and it was literal. It was so I was fifty eight minutes into a sixty minute set, starting my joke that is my closer, uh, and even like midway through it almost, and a dude in the audience just goes, "Why?" <laughs> Which is straight up the, the most derailing heckle I've ever gotten. I've been called like, I've been called like gay slurs. I've had people leave. Like I have, every comic has, you don't have to feel bad. That's every comic has dealt with almost every scenario. Never in my wildest dreams would I, I have done, I was a touring circus ringmaster for a while. I have performed for 30,000 people and eaten so much shit that I drove to Akron, Ohio. I can't fully explain to you why that makes sense. I was in Chicago. I drove, I had to drive six hours to shake it off. Never in my life did I imagine that somebody 58 minutes into a set would just say, why? Why? And also in the middle of your final joke where you're like, I'm going to really get you with this. You'll leave me, you'll have an applause, Rick. I'll leave. Goodbye. Um, holy shit. <laughs> holy shit. Holy shit. Like, if you all want the key, how do you really fuck with a comic? That's it. <laughs> you just tell that they, like, because then I was like, well, I mean, I don't have, like, additional jokes that are going to be funnier than the closer. Like, that's how you set up your sets. Like, the funniest joke happens at the end. <laughs> and also, 58 minutes in, if the question is why, I have not done my job. <laughs> I cannot think of a greater indication that I've not done my job than why. I just had to talk to him. Like, there was no other thing. I just had to be like, where did I lose you? What do you want to talk about? I also thought the rest of the audience was going to kill him. Like, I've, it's the only time that I've ever had somebody, because they were all just like, we wanted the end of this show to happen. We really were on track. So um, what I did was protected him, even though he was fucking me up. And I just want the dudes in the audience to know, like, 
I'm here for you in your time of need when you're in a dangerous situation. <laughs> like you're asking a woman why 58 minutes into her set and you don't realize there's a lot of lesbians around you. <laughs> Portland and I just said like something about sex and a guy went like woo in like a very specific way where he thought that lesbian pornography was about to happen or something <laughs> and my audience was just like I will kill you I had to, I had to be like he's okay he's alright he's okay that wasn't appropriate sir don't kill him don't kill him with your wallet chains don't <laughs> Don't tear his neck off. Don't club him in the head with all of your tools. <laughs> all right, this next comic is a friend of mine, such, a, such an awesome person, but also has been having so much success lately. Uh, they're the star of the reboot of Mystery Science Theater 3000, 2000? Fuck, I forgot how many thousands! <laughs> and I love the show! Um, anyway... My friend and yours, Mr. Jonah Ray. Give it up for Jonah. Give it up for Cameron, everybody. Hello. Hello. Um, I, I've been having some success, yes, but not as much where I don't have to continue doing this. <laughs> Kept on telling my friends, I'm done with stand-up. It hurts my heart too much. And then, here we are. <laughs> this is literally something I wrote down. These are not even like jokes sometimes. These are just something I wrote down that was inside my brain. My happy place is in a bar stool. Why is that looked down upon? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, here's uh, some uh, real dumb jokes that I've written. Uh, this is, uh, they're my favorites, and I'll say them to you, and then we'll talk uh, like real people do, hopefully. Maybe not. This is not a real situation. Uh, this, is, this is me talking and people listening. You know what? This is not that far off from my normal interactions with my friends. Um, this is a, uh, there's a big difference between a children's museum and a children's museum. You know, one, you take a children, two. The other, you take children for. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Saw an auto shop called Sons and Park. Some boys and their dad had an auto shop, and I said, that's a really weird way of putting that, Sons and Park. Why isn't it the other way? And then I realized, because you can't have a business called Parkinson's. <laughs> it's a shaky business model. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus is right. <laughs> and he is risen. I, um, have, uh, I have a couple complaints about being tall. Any tall people in here? Yes. yes, that's it. In this theater, that's what you're going to hear from a tall guy. Yeah, my knees are through someone's chest right now. Everyone thinks it's great being tall. There are some good things about being tall, but there's also some bad things about being tall. Uh, concerts, that's good and bad. I could see the band no matter what but I also can't get close to the band. Anywhere close to the band. You know what's good about seeing live music? Feeling the music, being up close to people that you enjoy the music they make. You know who doesn't like that? Everyone fucking behind you. And you're not just another music fan, you're the enemy now. 
or if you're like at a punk show, you're just there to be climbed upon to go on top of the crowd. You're just a fucking monster. And I have, a, I have a, my wife, she's wee. She's a lady of normal size and stature. And she wants to get up close. And then she'll be like, it's okay. And I'll just be off to the side next to all going, no, I can't. <laughs> They'll look at me disapprovingly and I can't handle that right now. I, uh, <laughs> there's, a th- there's a running theme throughout all of the jokes I've ever done throughout the years is laughs and then a few awes. <laughs> I got to figure out the ratio to make more laughs, less awes. But uh, the um, oh, there's one that really sucks. Everyone can see if you have boogers. Normal people, I don't know if you have boogers or not. Everyone can tell if I have a fucking bat in the cave, and it sucks, and I'm paranoid. So what do I do? I'm in public, picking my nose constantly. Um, the air is better, which is a joke that we get to say. A bad joke. Nope, nope, that one's going off the list. Uh, and, and the cons are much bigger. Uh, hugs suck. When you're a tall person, hugs are not fun. You know how hugging is like a great human interaction that you can have when you embrace uh, your fellow human and you hug them and it's so great. And most people, when you hug, you can embrace each other and then you put each other's heads on each other's shoulders for a super hug, like an awesome super hug. And, and a tall person, the person comes in and it's just... <laughs> And then you're just there like you're consoling a calf. <laughs> and then they're just nuzzling in your bosom. If you're like me, you got a bosom. They're going to nuzzle it. And then you try to get in on it, and then you just kind of go. <laughs> what do you have? A nice soft bosom? What do, what, do, what do I have? A fucking skull. A skull. Skulls are hard. Check it out. It's hard. If yours not, leave now. Go to a doctor. <laughs> But skulls are fucking hard. It's just like, it sucks. And also being a tall person, you have to be very, very careful. You have to kind of not be a person who like makes sure, you got to like make sure everyone else is cool because as a big tall person, you, you're basically, it's like it's, it's instilled inside of you from many, many generations where you like walk up to a group of people and you have to be like, I'm not going to destroy your village and eat you. <laughs> and so you have to do your best to be as disarming as possible. Um, and the, um, it's, it's, uh, is someone anti-tall here? Am I, am I feeling judged right now? Listen, it's hard being the first straight white male on this show of the night. <laughs> I hate me. I hate all of me. They're gross. They suck. They're the worst. It's so weird. Every day you fucking turn on the news, you're like, yep, we are not good. The, um, oh, that's funny. I wrote everyone can see your boogers twice. That's how much it concerns me. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got on the uh, tall chunk. I, um, this is a real one, a real dumb one. I know in the, in the States, they, we do this. We count like this. We go one, two, three, four, and then the thumb comes out. And I wonder why that was the last option on the counting scheme where someone's like, all right, let's see how many things we got. We got one, two, three, four. Oh, shit. We're fucked. We can't count above four. And then someone goes, hold the fucking phone. <laughs> Whoa, what's this thing? We can do so much now. We can approval, disapproval, <laughs> hitchhike. God damn it. Stop. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's a long way to Tipperary, everyone. It's uh, it's not fun to do comedy. Um, 
I, uh, I've gotten to a point now where I'm really good at drinking. I'm the best I've ever been, and I'm so proud of that. And so much so that uh, like, I have to, um, after nights of sobriety, that's when I have to call friends and apologize. Because <laughs> I'm, when I'm drinking, I'm great. I'm friendly and I'm nice. I, I, I talk about how uh, drinking is uh, a, a very beautiful thing to bring the past, present, and future together. And you are so nostalgic for what's happening right now. And you and your friends, you're just trying to make it in this world. That's how I talk when I'm drunk. Uh, when, I'm, when I'm sober, not so much. I complain. I'm really shitty. And so the next day, I have to call my friends and go, hey, I got to apologize for last night. I was really clear-headed and I said everything I meant. <laughs> No, 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 no. I, I, I'm not a fan of yours. I'm sorry. I just, uh, listen, let's get dr- dr- drunk tonight and then we'll make up for it. I um, really wanted the set to go better. I just don't perform anymore. I'm used to uh, being between two robots or uh, a funny Pakistani guy. Um, that's not true. All right. Um, oh, here's uh, here's here's I'm gonna do like a real quick uh, uh, impression of me, and I'll tell you what it is afterward. No, fuck you. What? What the fucking? How long has this been a thing? I fuck it. I can't do this. That's me walking through the cereal aisle in a supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> Every day there's a new thing. Um, I got I found I figured out a new slogan for sports for people who don't like sports. Uh, sports. No one will question your day drinking. Sports. <laughs> I don't like sports, but when someone's like, you want to come over and watch the game? I go, bingo, bingo, I do. <laughs> um, I, uh, uh, what's that one? That's, uh, oh yeah, I, uh, my, my dad died last year, and then I talked to other people whose dads have died, and they do this thing where like, if I had five more minutes with my dad, if I just had five more minutes, I, w- I would fucking, I would give anything for five more minutes with my dad. And I thought about like, I was like, oh man, I wonder if I would want five more minutes with my dad. And then I recalled every conversation I had with my dad where five minutes was about the amount of time I could stand before going is mom there? (laughs) So I'm not sure how much I would give for five more minutes with my dad. Maybe like not seeing the Avengers till like a week after. I'd like give that up maybe for five more minutes with my dad. Or just be like, so what's going on? I don't know. Afterlife. Whatever. Oh, fuck you. Where's mom? (laughs) That is the funniest joke I could think of about my dad dying. <laughs> so thanks for that. I, um, I, there are some things that I've been doing. I've, I'm getting older, and I'm, in, uh, I'm turning 36 later this year, and I, I do things now in my 30s that I never did in my 20s, and I, re- I realize that now. Like right now, it's, um, I take longer, hotter showers. I never did that. When I was in my 20s, in and out of the shower real quick. Don't want to get too wet. I just want to get enough to where girls won't go, ah, when they meet me. <laughs> And so I, but like nowadays I, I, I'm, I'm happily married and I, I have a, a, you know, a dog and a cat. And so I just go into the shower and then I just turn up the heat. So where it's almost like tearing off my skin. And then I just lean my head up against the shower wall and just stand there. Steam fills the room like an undercover cop after a bad day on the job. Oh, I wasn't supposed to go down like that. Sanchez wasn't like the others. Another thing I do in my uh, Thursday, I didn't do in my 20s, is that I, uh, I, uh, I, if I don't have anything to do, if I'm out and about and I don't really have like anywhere to go or be for like a little bit, I'll, like, I'll get coffee and then sit in my, a parked car in a parking lot, like a, like a dad that lost his job but hasn't told his family yet. <laughs> it's like in the morning, he's like, gotta go to work. <laughs> oh, fuck. 
And then he's just in his car, like, circling at one ads. Eh, things are going to pick up. I know it. <laughs> Another thing I do now in my 30s, that into my 20s, is I, st- I stopped using the term nightmare to describe bad dreams. That's something you do when you're an adult, uh, is you stop, like, saying you had a nightmare. You just say, oh, I had a bad dream. And that's because, as an adult, you have to reserve the term nightmare for parts of your actual life. <laughs> You know, it's, it's like it's like your life is now the living nightmare. It's like a bad dream. It's like, oh my god, there was a, I had this terrible bad dream where I got stuck and I couldn't move, and all my loved ones and everything I have ever known in my entire life started to just fade away and turn to stone. And after the winds came and I couldn't stop them, I tried, I, and it was up to me, and I couldn't do anything. I couldn't fucking stop them, and I wanted to, and it was there. It felt like it was a fucking million years, and I wouldn't die, and they were slowly dying. It was such a bad dream. <sighs> So your mom's coming to town? Oh, yeah. It's going to be a fucking nightmare. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everyone, for doing this. Hey, PYHT listeners. This episode is brought to you by Tomboy X. Yes, Tomboy X, the undies that my household wears. Tomboy X has everything from bikinis, briefs, boxer briefs, trunks, and boy shorts to soft bras and racerback bras, all in everyday basic colors or fun seasonal prints. Ooh, yeah, and they've got those options from extra small to 4X. So regardless of where you fall on the size or gender spectrum, Tomboy X offers amazing underwear that anybody can feel comfortable in. That's any body. Go to TomboyX.com slash hands together and check out their special bundles and packs. That's right bunch of undies together priced just for you our listeners put your hands together listeners also get an extra 15 percent off with the code hands together again use the code hands together for an extra 15 percent off ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of tomboy x underwear tomboyx.com slash hands together let's hear for jonah ray Thanks, everyone, for doing this. Has to be the cutest thing I've ever heard a comic say. Thanks, everyone, for doing this. That's adorable. That's an adorable person with an adorable sign-off. Friends, are we ready for more show? There are more of you in here than that. Are we ready for more show? That was better. Oh, we're going to keep it right on rolling with a very funny next comic. Let's hear it real loud for John Ozelay. Give it up. Come on. All right. Thank you. Yeah. I, uh, I'm from California originally, but uh, about five years ago, I moved to New York City with my lovely young savings account. <laughs> We are no longer together. (laughs) It decided to stay. (laughs) I'm back here. I used to be a scientist. I actually have a PhD in neuroscience. Uh, Don't worry, I'm not using it for good. I do this full time. I help no one. Study neuroscience, more specifically psychopharmacology. Even more specifically, I give cocaine to rats. <laughs> Important work. We did get some critical findings. Turns out rats love cocaine. 
borderline addicted. I did study addiction, but some people would try to undermine my research. Be like, oh, that's what you do? Just give cocaine to rats? Be like, no. Only the cool rats. <laughs> Doy. <laughs> Best part about that job is I did get that doctorate, so if I really want to, I can do that pretentious move where someone calls me Mr. Zaleg to be like, <laughs> excuse me, it is Dr. Zaleg. I did not spend five years giving narcotics to rodents. <laughs> To be indignified, (laughs) sir or madam. Even though I no longer do research, I still care about neuroscience, important fields. Uh, My grandmother recently passed away after a long battle with Alzheimer's, which is a terrible neurological disease. Uh, Although here's the thing, is as you lose memories of your friends and family, what you gain is blunt honesty (laughs) with these now strangers. (laughs) My grandmother was in a room with my mom, her daughter, who she no longer recognized, and said, hello, who are you? My mom's name is Candace, so she said, hi, my name is Candy. To which my grandmother replied, that's a dumb name. What kind of mother would name her daughter Candy? (laughs) She done zinged herself. It was a solid burn. Good one, Grandma. You got yourself. I'm a younger brother, which means I grew up watching a lot of video games. Watching video games sucks. It's like seeing a movie with all the outtakes left in. All right, Mario fights Bowser. Take 47. This princess better have huge boobs. My other brother got married not too long ago. It's a romantic story how he proposed to his wife. He took her to the Grand Canyon, got down on one knee, gave her my grandmother's ring. Yeah. I did not realize there was going to be a run on family heirlooms. <laughs> it's got the best one by far now. There's going to be nothing left when I want to propose to someone. Be like, will you make me the happiest man alive? and accept this lamp. (laughs) It's kerosene. (laughs) It's broken. (laughs) I think my problem is even though I no longer do research, I still know so much science, it's ruined my appreciation for normal things. But you guys know it should actually be you are the wind above my wings? (laughs) But Bette Midler doesn't know crap about aerodynamics. 
In fact, wind beneath your wings would cause you to immediately nosedive. <laughs> Which makes that song sarcastic. Great time to be a comedian, I've been told. <laughs> All my non-comic friends are like, ah, President Trump is going to make it so easy for you to write jokes. And I disagree. <laughs> trying to write a joke about Donald Trump is like trying to write a joke about an orphanage fire. <laughs> it's already funny. <laughs> can't improve on it. <laughs> You'd be a jerk for trying. <laughs> went through a health issue last year during the whole health debate. Very scary. I uh, went to see the doctor and I uh, wanted to get everything checked out just in case I lost my health insurance. So I said, hey, uh, hey doc, last thing on my list, um, this freckle on my dick, that's probably fine, right? That's not a big deal. And he said, I don't know, has it always been there? And that's when I had to scroll through my dick pics. <laughs> now a clinically relevant diagnostic tool. So I scroll through about five years of dick pics, one a year, I'm not a creep, when they are asked for. Find out this freckle is new and getting darker. This is a concern. My doctor suggests a biopsy. I say, yeah, not knowing what a biopsy means. <laughs> I don't know what you're picturing, but I was picturing a little pinprick. No, 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 no. They sliced it off. Yeah. They sliced off about the size of a dime from the shaft of my dick. <laughs> it looked like my dick skinned its knee. <laughs> I had to put Neosporin on it, blow on it, put a band-aid. like, you're a brave little boy. You're going to get through this. <laughs> and the results come back. Turns out I had dick cancer. Yeah, I got real quiet all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm fine. Don't worry. I, I, uh, I'm a survivor. <laughs> My dick is a hero. Okay? It's an inspiration for other dicks. Uh, no, it's, it's fine. They did just take care of it. Uh, it's it excess and everything. Um, and it, it's caused uh, by HPV. It's the same thing that causes cervical cancer. Um, so, like, make sure guys out there, at least once a year, you get your dick picked. Because <laughs> it might save your life. And also, I should say, because it's caused by HPV, people who uh, perform oral sex, both men and women, are at a higher risk for throat cancer. However, they have virtually no risk of dying alone. <laughs> Thank you guys very much. I'm out of here. Woo! That sounds so painful! Let's hear it for John that, that was a great set. Mm. I realized when I was listening that I don't actually know how dick pics work. 
I have never gotten one. Don't you send me one. <laughs> if we're in a thing, you can send me one. But I'm not in a thing with any of you. Um, how do they work? <laughs> I just realized that. I hear about it all the time at my job, which is this. Very funny job. I hear about dick pics quite a bit at work. Um, but I just realized, like, I don't know. So, like that? Or are you sitting and it's your lap? Can someone just tell me? Thank you very much. The one respectful person in the audience. Different angles. What kinds of angles? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, right. Like, it's like... Yeah, that's like a nice selfie angle also, right. Where, so do they have a full body mirror or are they like holding some sort of hand mirror? <laughs> By the way, there's, I mean, it's not out of bounds that I could, I'm not, tr I'm not trying to say I couldn't have received a dick pic. I'm just saying that I haven't. I just have never gotten one, nor have I ever seen one. I don't know, I've, I've seen a lot of porn. But it's never just the... They always show the whole body. I wish they wouldn't. A um, lot of angles. Thank you for that. The mirror was really helpful. Anything else I should know? Sitting down? Yeah, sitting down. I feel like people know the best. For themselves? That's really cool to hear that. That's actually, like, that gives me a lot of hope. That's really nice. The best angle for themselves. That makes a lot of sense. Because the other thing I was thinking about is like, you know, like if you have to flip it, that's what I kept thinking about. Like, do you have to... Flip in front of you? No, like if you take the picture, then you have to, you have to go into the edit feature and flip it <laughs> so that's facing the right way. <laughs> Look, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of gaps in my knowledge that I'm trying to shore up in this one conversation. <laughs> Does direction matter? No. Thank you for saying no. Now I know. Why does it matter? They don't care. They don't care? Who's they? The person sending it? But does the person receiving it care? Do you have a set of preferences? Do you ever say, actually, I prefer a landscape? <laughs> Can you get a little more light on this? It'll add youth. <laughs> does anybody else have any information that they'd like to share with me? Cameron Esposito, who's asking questions and doesn't know the answer? What I've heard so far is... <laughs> so you don't... Has anybody in this room, and this is not a shaming place, requested one? Thank you. <laughs> I like you! You're cool and honest! <laughs> How did you, did you, did you say what you wanted? Like, I want a little Christmas tree next to it. <laughs> and you should have said that, yeah. I mean, even like, regardless of your faith, because then they're just, they're trying, because a Christmas tree, then they're trying to find like the smallest possible Christmas tree. <laughs> um, did you have any requests when you asked for it or was it just like, send me? Because I've asked for, I've had n nude photos sent to me. <laughs> but I didn't ask for them. It was a nice surprise. Actually, maybe I have asked. 
That sounds like me, yeah. <laughs> now that I thought about it, I think I am. Uh, you asked, what did, did you remember what you said? I didn't have any specific requests. Mm. I think I was just tired of how the conversation was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, really? Prove it! <laughs> Have this happened more than once? The, the requesting. That's awesome. Is it like a part of your thing? Does it feel fun to you? Yeah, a little bit. Awesome. You seem like a very confident person. I like talking to you. The rest of the audience, you're less confident. That's okay. <laughs> Um, well, look, like, let me know if you want to talk after. We could come up with, like, a fun list of vignettes. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really fun. Okay. <laughs> I thought of all the different things I want to ask for. Okay, you are all great. This has been really fun. I learned a lot. Would you like to see more stand-up comedy? All right. Well, I am so excited for this next comic. Um, what a fun person and also hilarious. So let's hear it right now for Joelle Johnson. Give it up. Come on. Hey. Hey, yeah. I'll tell you how dip pics work. They don't. They don't work at all. I hate dick pics. I, and they're always unsolicited. I had a dude send me one once. He had shaved his entire um, area, but he was hairy everywhere else. <laughs> so it looked like one of those bald head, like bald booty monkeys you see on a Six Flags safari. <laughs> like, hey buddy, you missed the spot. What are you doing? I hate you. Ugh, who wants to look at a dick? I don't, ugh, anyway. Um, <laughs> infuriating um i wore my feminism shirt because i knew which show i was coming to damn it yes i'm just trying to impress cameron because i'll be on her instagram shit she'd be posting shit she blacking at me damn it y'all like she posts stuff and i'm like i didn't even know that happened on that day in black history shit gotta go get my life together i'm working for the feminist movement i do my part i can't call men um, said my cat calls aren't what they want to hear at all I'll just be yelling at him walking down the street hey buddy you'd be hot if you did some crunches <laughs> hey 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 I see you walking I see you walking quit skipping leg day alright booty sucks hey cutie hey cutie hey cutie you should smile more often. <laughs> Couple of girls like that one. <laughs> Gotta do your part. I don't know. I just, um, I just taped my first late night TV set, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I did. It's one of the scariest things I've ever done. Uh, I've done two scarier things. Uh, I jumped out of a plane. Anybody did that? Oh, a couple other crazy people in the audience, yes. Did you sign the paper that says, if you die, nobody can sue? Like, that's a weird paper to sign as an adult. 
So you sign the paper if you die. All right, so it was crazy. You're going up in the plane. I'm there with one of my best friends, and she went first in front of me. And so she goes out, and it's like, whoosh, like when the person goes out, it's just whoosh, like they're just gone. <laughs> and then I just had the moment where I was like, oh, she could be dead. Like she totally <laughs> could be dead right now. And we are wrong, and God is right. Why are we doing this? It's a very weird experience. Like that's the moment. Was, were you scared when you did? Like that right before you jump out? I was the first one. Oh, you were the first one. I, but you weren't scared. Uh, not too scared. Oh, you a cold-blooded motherfucker. Um, because <laughs> I was scared as hell. I was like, oh, I believe in God. I believe in God right now. That <laughs> was number one scare. Is number two, LASIK eye surgery. Yeah. I don't know if a couple people have done that. That one's scary, too. Got to sign another paper that says, bitch, if you go blind, we not liable. Like, that's... <laughs> and so I get the... I've signed the paper, and I was going in. I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Uh, this is... Okay. I'm not scared. I'm not... Laser to the eye. Who cares? Um, and then you get there, and you lay down, and my doctor, she was just like, hey, you want a teddy bear? <laughs> and that was a weird question to be asked as a grown-ass woman. But then I thought about it, I was like, give me that goddamn bear. I'm scared as hell. <laughs> Teddy bear had scrubs on, it was beautiful. And uh, she had a euphemism for me because uh, she was trying to calm me down. She was like, all right, look, don't panic, but great way to start a sentence. Um, she was like, you're going to lose the light in each eye for a couple seconds. And that's a real cute way to say, I'm about to Stevie Wonder your ass. Like, that's the weird <laughs> shit. It was very scary. So those two things were scary. I taped the TV set. That was scary. And afterwards, uh, anyone who's done TV, they say, do not read the comments. So, of course, I read the comments. And you read the comments. And my comments were pretty cool. Like, most people were like, oh, it's cool. A couple of dudes were like, women aren't funny. Whatever. That happens. Um, and so this one guy says, he's like, she's perpetuating the stereotype of a sassy black woman. And I know he meant it as an insult, but I was so honored that he said that about me. Like, y'all don't understand, there's a struggle in the black community. I've been called a white girl my whole entire life, not only because I went to band camp, um, but I also went to asthma camp, people, all right? You go hard or go home with me. Now I'm a sassy black woman? My mother would be so pleased. I just wish this dude had been the casting director uh, when I went in for the role of black girl number one for that sitcom, because uh, I didn't get the part, it was just one line. The line was, excuse me. <laughs> I wish that was a joke. That was the line. <laughs> excuse me. And I kept, and it's weird, like, as a black girl to be trying that in the mirror, like, before you go in for the audition, like, how do they want me to say it? They want me to be sassy or whatever. But I knew I wasn't going to get the part when I came out of the room, and I saw another female friend of mine. She's another comedian. Her name's Yamanika. And um, I'm not going to out black a woman named Yamanika. Like, that's just not going to happen. And she ended up getting the part. You go, girl. Um, so I have a lot of anxiety, uh, and sometimes I try to get that out in weird ways. Uh, recently, I've realized that I can get it out by watching a show called Chop Junior. <laughs> I got a half a clap there. I like that. Um, for, for those of you that don't know, this is a show where babies cook and they get judged on it. <laughs> and I personally like it because they make children cry every episode. 
<laughs> That's just funny to me because it's really mean. <laughs> it's really, really mean. And it's just weird to see a kid pacing back and forth, crying about emulsifying hollandaise sauce. That's just weird. <laughs> and I just want for once when the judge is being way too intense with the critique for the kid to just be like, Bitch, I'm 12. You know that shit, right? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with y'all? My name is Joelle. Enjoy the rest of your night, all right? Give it up for Joelle wearing that special shirt. That was great. We got one comic left. Do you have it in your hearts for your final comic? Yes! Yes! It has been so great being here with you. This this comic, hilarious. You're going to have a great time. Then I'm going to send you off into your night. What a beautiful evening you've had. Everybody has been so great. Wow, I can't believe you get to still have more show. I'm so jealous of you. I'll be back there listening also. Friends, let's even start clapping now. Let's even start. Why not? And then keep it going for Zach Sims. Give it up. Come on. Oh, just just a thunderous round of applause for Cameron, everybody. Oh, wow. You guys really did it. Uh, It's been a fun show. It is nice to be here. I am uh, fine. (laughs) Not how I plan on starting that, but it's what happened. I'm doing okay. I guess I was hanging out with my buddy Rob uh, the other day. I, I think he might have a drinking problem. Maybe he uh, tried to start a tab at a ramen place. I've never seen uh, that before. We went, we were getting ramen, we are eating. He goes uh, to pay at the counter. He gave the woman behind the counter his card. He said, hey, uh, yeah, I'm just going to pay for this ramen and close out. That's what he said, close out, like it's like last call. <laughs> at a hula hands or some shit. How rare are your non-bar purchases? That you just think that's how cards work. That's just how this guy goes. Everywhere he goes, he's at like a subway. Hey, uh, yeah, I'm going to get the Italian BMT. And uh, you know what? Let's leave it open for now. Let's see what happens. <laughs> you know, maybe I meet somebody, get a meatball. <laughs> Split it, two straws. <laughs> I did nothing today at all. Nobody tells you that that's an option when you're a kid. You know, everybody tells you that like if you work hard and believe in yourself, Anything's possible. But nobody says, also, you can never try ever, and it's totally fine. It's like nothing happens. You're a grown-up. Nobody cares. You can literally get Froyo delivered now. Like you, you can tap out whenever you want. It's totally fine. We got more people. I don't know. I'm just realizing... I'm realizing that I should have learned how to do things. That's kind of what I'm realizing now. Like, skills would have been good. That would have been a good thing to have. Having, like, skills would have been nice. Like, right now, all I have is, like, I can do this okay, and I can kind of tell when a song is Drake, you know? And you need more. (laughs) You need to know more things. It turns out, even regular things, I can't swim. (laughs) Right in my face, they laugh. I can't. It's embarrassing, you know, having dogs looking at me like they're better. I don't appreciate that. I tried to learn. I tried to learn how to swim. I took adult swim lessons. That is the proper reaction. Uh, I will say this, though. If you feel like your life is not going great, uh, check out the folks taking adult swim lessons <laughs> at your local Y. Oh, my God. I could have fucked anything that moved in that place. I've never been more of an alpha in my entire life. <laughs> Walking in, just kicking the door down. 
It was just like me, a couple of chubbos, a young Polish girl, and a delightful Caribbean woman. We were like the A-team, but if they died right away. Just first mission. Nobody learned, too. Nobody learned. No one learned how to swim. Just grown adults paying money to feel bad about ourselves. The only thing I learned that whole time is that I have too much attitude. Like, I don't want to be told what to do even if I'm paying you to tell me what to do. That's what I learned. I don't know if you've ever yelled, you're not the boss of me while wearing floaties, but it's quite an experience that I recommend. You're not my dad, just as you're dying. It's like a fun... Wasn't my dad. Wasn't my dad. Uh, <laughs> he totally wasn't. I'm happy he wasn't. Okay, we don't need to talk about that now. Uh, he's a nice enough guy. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I want to be successful, I guess. That seems good. Seems like a nice thing. I just realized that like, as you get older, you just kind of lower your concept of success. Like That's how that works. Like, I used to want to be like rich and famous, big house, fancy car. Now, I just want to look good in hats <laughs> and be able to buy ice cream without checking my bank balance first. That's all I care about. And I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen. Like, I have friends who are doing well now. I see how successful people have a lifestyle that I did not know was even possible. They have things that I didn't know you could have, you know? Like, you'll go in their house. First of all, they have a house. That seems pretty good. But you go in there, and they'll have things like multiple boxes of cereal, you know, just at the ready, not even bags, options, or like motivational phrases just on random objects in their house, you know, they'll have like a clock that says, go strongly in the direction of your dreams. Or like a fridge magnet that says, do your best and better will follow. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> to be looking at that all the time. I, I still need like, you're doing fine phrases in my bedroom, which is what I have, you know. I just need, I want like a throw pillow that says a nap is not a failure would be nice, you know. <laughs> Or like a fridge magnet, but it just says other people are grosser than you, you know? <laughs> it's good to remind yourself of that shit, I think. I am a uh, single man. Never sent a dick pic? I don't know. Point, okay, I didn't mean to point right at you. I apologize. I don't know. That's who was talking about that earlier. Um, never done it. Whatever. I like being single in general. I like it. You know, I have a lot of free time for hobbies. Watch a lot of monkeys fight online. You know, it's going pretty well. <laughs> Get into it. I don't know. You just spend too much time alone, I think. That's the problem. Like, I spend too much time alone, too much time in my own head. I start becoming the kind of guy I don't want to be, you know, like, I spend too much time alone. I start becoming the kind of guy who, like, thinks about wearing a vest, you know, or, like, <laughs> the kind of guy who, like, has to clear my web history so I don't see it, you know, bad stuff <laughs> that you don't want. I like the porn. Uh, fine. I like the porn. Porn it up. I say it up to strangers four to five times a day. Uh, get it going. I just don't like the ads. That's my problem. The porn ads are very intense. Why are they just for sex perverts on the porn ads? You know, good boys like to come too. That's my motto. You know, I'm a nice young man. Enjoy a lovely evening now for a nice young lady. But sometimes I also need to spew my demon seed so I can bump up against somebody in a crowded Starbucks without bursting in the flames, you know? And I get it. It's a smut business. You gotta make some money, but the ads are always so aggressive. It's always just like, fucking old lady, you know? 
Anonymous Asians are thirsty for your dong. You know, I'm not a monster. I just did my laundry and want a reward. That's all that's going on. Like, this is the one clear thought I will have all day when I am done with this. Just give me something I can use, you know? I just want to be able to be like, oh, oh, I'm enjoying what this lady's doing right now. Oh, yeah, oh, no, I look forward to doing this to a lady soon. Oh, that'll be fun for me. Ah! Oh, maybe I should get my associate's degree. That is a good idea. <laughs> the welding's not going anywhere. Have a good night, guys. All right, audience, keep going for Zach. And for yourselves, let's hear it for yourselves. It was very nice to see you. Now claps for Rhea. Rhea's in Cincinnati, let's. Have a great rest of your night. See you next week. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh. Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.